The Urban Lore Podcast is brought to you in part by Objets Etrangers. Objets Etrangers brings you rare, unusual, and interesting art, collectibles, and antiques. Objets Etrangers is constantly on the lookout for the rare and obscure. Want to add something a little bit different to your home or office? Look up Objets Etrangers on Facebook. There'll be a link in the show notes. Welcome back to the Urban Lore Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Castaños. Remember back when you were 15 or 16, or maybe 45, and you were completely infatuated with that glittery vampire in those I Shall Remain Unnamed movie series? You know, you were Team Archibald or whatever his name was. Well, you know, that led to a quite a flurry of interest in vampires and spin-off television shows and series on MTV. But, you know, vampires in Hollywood have been around for a very, very long time. You know, I think the most classic image of that vampire would be Bela Lugosi. Or maybe if you're younger than that or like newer movies, you might think of... Uh, uh, Christopher Lee. You know, if you're hardcore, then you go back to the silent films Nosferatu, which is still a remarkably creepy movie if you've never seen it, and you can stomach the idea of a silent film. But the idea of vampires goes back much, much farther. And, uh, you know, kind of the super fan of super fans of vampires might have been the Holy Roman Emperor Charles VI. Now, without going too much into history, if you're not familiar with the Holy Roman Empire, they were typically heads of state of Austria, although there were some exceptions, of the Habsburg family, and they controlled a region that would roughly be bordered from Turkey up through modern-day Hungary, Austria, it, at various times included Italy, portions of the Netherlands. Uh, it was a large, large empire in the modern sense in the 16 and 1700s, but it began to fall into decay and was fairly much broken up by Napoleon in the early 1800s. But Charles VI was absolutely enamored with the idea of vampires. Uh, in the autumn of 1731, a number of people in Serbia, which was a part of the Holy Roman Empire at that time, began dying mysteriously uh, after two or three days of an unknown illness. The emperor sent medical personnel, and let's put that in air quotes, medical personnel, because it is 1730. Think jars of leeches and bleeding people for you know their idea of a medical diagnosis and cure where the cure was often worse than the calamity. Um, but these medical professionals, these infectious disease specialists, imperial infectious disease specialists, went to the region in December to interview villagers and, of course, examine corpses. 
And over and over again, what they said that they found was when corpses that were 20, 30, 50 days old were dug up, not only were they not showing signs of decay, but they were often found with blood in their mouths. So obviously, two and two equaling seven, these were vampires. And news spread rapidly. And not just the way, you know, we say in this podcast over and over and over again that with the modern internet world that, you know, these kind of stories, particularly urban legends, spread like wildfire. Fire. But Emperor Charles VI took to having the reports of these vampire sightings and these exhumations of bodies not only published, but spread to all the crowns of Europe. So the vampire frenzy of its time spread all across Europe, but nowhere was it more embedded than those mountainous regions of the southeastern Holy Roman Empire. At one point, things got so bad, and there were so many reports, couldn't possibly be mass hysteria, that the emperor organized several regiments of the Imperial Austrian Army to hunt and defend against vampires. And the Austrian Army annals of the early 1700s are filled with accounts of these soldiers traipsing around the mountains and finding recently reanimated individuals and putting them back down again or when corpses were exhumed and found to have the blood in the mouth or the lack of decay, they were, of course, you know, staked through the heart and reburied. To think about it now, it sounded as though it were a modern epidemic problem that needed a governmental response. But in this case, we're talking about vampires. By the way, it's not just vampires. And maybe in another episode, we'll talk about one of these Austrian regiments for several weeks tracking a werewolf. Well, the legends of the vampires in these mountains didn't die away, but eventually Emperor Charles VI did. Predecessors to the Holy Roman throne didn't really keep up with the vampire craze the way that Charles VI had. Although cases would still spring up from time to time, those cases that could not be explained by modern science, and again, modern science we're talking about is the mid-1700s, so take that with a grain of salt, or maybe a clove of garlic. But there was probably no time pre-media, pre-movie, where vampires were more on the lips and maybe the fangs of a people than it was during those early years of the 1700s in Austria and Hungary. And by the way, Serbia, Croatia, and dare I say, Transylvania? Thanks for tuning in. As always, if you enjoy our podcast, please give us five stars and leave us a review. Let people know how you found us. And if you have friends that just don't like to stay down, be sure and tell them about our podcast. They might like to tune in as well. For the Urban Lore Podcast, I'm Tom Castaños.